Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. Welcome to this episode. And if it is the first time that you're listening to the podcast or one of the first time that uh, you, you listen to it and you're not familiar with the concept, this is consulting lifestyle. And in consulting lifestyle, what we are trying to do is to show you that it is possible for you to choose the lifestyle that you want to have and to build the consulting business around it. And that is why it is called consulting lifestyle. But Today, this episode, I think, is very important because beyond the 60-plus interviews that I've had with consultants coming from all over the world that actually prove the point that it is possible to build the lifestyle that you want to have, it is also important to understand different um, the differences between being an employee in a consulting firm, uh, being a solo independent contractor, and building your own uh, consulting firm. And I'm going to look at those um, three situations from six viewpoints, and I'm going to make the differences according to, the, to them. So the first one would be regarding the revenue cap. So what is the maximal revenue that you can get according to those uh, three situations? Um, I will also be looking at the, the, the angle of autonomy. So what level of professional autonomy do you have when you're uh, an employee versus when you're in an independent contractor versus when you're in um, uh, building a consulting firm? Uh, what type of mindset uh, you need to have uh, in those three situations as well? The fourth one is the lifestyle from a personal life perspective. So what type of lifestyle can you uh, uh, aspire to build uh, when you're an employee versus when you're a, an independent contractor versus when you have a consulting firm? What does progress mean? So year over year, month, month to month, quarter to quarter, what does progress mean in those three situations? And then uh, last but not least, it will be uh, more personal. I will say, okay, what I will do in those situations if I am to, uh, to become into one of those three situations. So let's look at that first situation, being an employee in a consulting firm. So what does that do when you're an employee in a consulting firm with regards to the six aspects that I have just mentioned? First of all, we need to understand what we say when we talk about being an employee in a consulting firm. So um, I will take a typical the structure of a, the typical structure of a consulting firm. So we have um, consultants that are juniors; they just come out of school and they reach, they they uh, find a job, their very first job. Uh, that they get is, a, is in a consulting firm. Congratulations, you are a junior consultant. Then when you reach a certain level of uh, experience, I will not necessarily directly say expertise, but a certain level of experience and habit, you can become a consultant. Then you have the level in which you are a senior consultant. So you can start to lead teams or to lead uh, uh, some processes that are part of your of the business project that uh, you're working on. Then 
you can also be a manager um, and then you start to have coaching responsibilities with uh, uh, with the younger uh, or uh, people that have uh, less experience you may have uh, a bigger responsibility from a client facing perspective um, and the outcome of the project can st we, we start to look at you with regards to the outcome of projects and the superior level to it is a senior manager and the senior manager is uh, you start to be the face of uh, the success of some projects uh, that's typically uh, typically what happens uh, and you may be someone that aspire uh, to reach the highest level possible uh, that you can have in a consulting firm uh, which is the level of uh, of being a partner uh, and in some companies you have between senior manager and partner you still have a kind of a, uh, director uh, level. So uh, I'm sure uh, that the, the structure that I've mentioned is maybe uh, not the same uh, as yours. I'm just talking about what I have seen, where I have worked, and that I know that in a management consulting firm or in an information technology consulting firm, that is a pretty common structure. So you have three levels that are uh, like the kind of the lower levels, being the, the junior consultant, the consultant, and the senior consultant. Then you have the manager and the senior managers that are that have a very high responsibility with regards to the success of uh, of projects. And then uh, you have uh, the directors and the partners. Uh, I would not be talking about what happens when you're a partner because uh, I believe that there, the, this is the uh, you you enter into the territory of being a uh, potentially a, a consulting firm co-owner. So uh, it's different. You're not an employee. Uh, you're not solely an employee anymore. So what happens for an employee in a consulting firm in terms of revenue cap, revenue opportunities, revenue possibilities? Uh, most of your revenue is defined by your compensation package. Most of your compensation package is defined by the salary that you will get. So for you, the, the most important thing to do with regards to your revenue is to properly negotiate your salary, or at least um, make sure that uh, you get into uh, you get to work in a company that uh, will pay a salary that is uh, at the level of the the value that you uh, uh, that you provide to the to the company, so uh, I believe that this is the the most important part. Uh, but uh, when I say compensation package, it's not necessarily only monetary uh, information. It's also it can be the the holidays. It can be uh, some remote working arrangement. So now um, with the pandemic. Um, finally, I think some uh, some consulting firms or some um, some clients in maybe bigger companies they start to be open to uh, to work remotely uh, because it was um, it was not their choice it was just put upon them that they had if they wanted to continue they had to continue remotely and um, it took years for um, for the consulting world so the management consulting world uh, the con the IT consulting world to uh, understand that actually yes it is possible to uh, to um, execute a project successfully while most of the team is if not all the, all the team is pretty much distributed um, so uh, I do believe that it is a great um, uh, from that sense the pandemic is not a great thing but uh, from that perspective it is a, a great evolution for uh, for our industry because uh, it opens up the pool of uh, potential companies we can work for potential clients that we can serve and at the same time for companies it uh, open up the pool of uh, people that they can hire uh, all around the world for uh, for the same role. So your revenue cap is really defined by what you would have negotiated with your employer. 
then the level of autonomy that you have, the level of professional autonomy that you have. We, um, I am creating content and I'm, I have started to create content only when I, um, uh, when I was already independent. So I cannot really say that uh, whether or not companies are always open with uh, having a, one of their employees creating content. But I'm sure uh, employees in consulting firms, I think a lot of them, if not most of them, are ne- not necessarily comfortable creating content uh, altogether, but also uh, they are not comfortable, even if they wanted to create content, um, they are not comfortable as to how it would be perceived by their colleagues or by their superiors, or can they say something in which um, that does not represent properly the company value and someone could be upset and they can be, um, their position can be uh, threatened. So um, this is all something that uh, may uh, that that needs reflection, and I can understand why uh, they will refrain to uh, express themselves too much. So, in terms of professional autonomy, you might have a bit, you might feel a bit more restrictions about it, and that feeling might not be true. Actually, you you could be totally free to do it, but as a as a consulting consulting firm employee, yeah, maybe you may be thinking more uh, about uh, what you want to uh, what you want to express. The other level of, uh, of autonomy from a professional perspective is that you, you must be aligned with the, 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 the strategy uh, of your company. So usually your, uh, the, your, your professional ideas, as good as they are, they still have to uh, fulfill the purpose of your employer. That's why it is important when you choose an employer to look at an employer that has a purpose that is similar to yours so that you can all uh, steer in the same, um, in the same direction. Uh, and I, I, I don't think that just because uh, you are an employee, you have uh, completely lost your freedom, completely lost your autonomy, but uh, what is more, what is needed is more uh, alignment. So alignment between um what the, the company wants to realize and what you want to, uh, to, to realize. Mindset. So that's the third aspect in which we can look at uh, being an employee in a consulting firm. From a mindset perspective, I believe that uh, you usually have to stretch yourself because you're in a competitive environment. And very often your comp- it is competitive internally and externally. So for sure it is competitive. It, it should be <laughs> most of the time competitive externally because you have um, a few competitors that are uh, fighting to get the same contract with the same, uh, the same prospect. Uh, but I'm sure that there are some blue oceans with uh, not many sharks and not many, uh, not many companies uh, vying for the same projects or the same uh, uh, the, the same um, clients, and maybe there you have less competition. But then you will also have competition internally. And when I talk about internal competition, I'm not talking about a toxic work environment. I'm talking about a healthy competition. So a competition in which um, people are um, moved by being servant leaders, uh, by being ready to, to help each other, but they are accountable to each other as well. And they, they are accountable to progress. They are accountable to improve on a pretty regular basis. So that makes it a healthy competition, sorry, healthy and competitive environment uh, that you put inside your company or inside your team. So the mindset to me is a mindset that is uh, uh, pretty competitive in the positive sense of the term. Lifestyle. (laughs) 
lifestyle. When I say lifestyle, I'm talking more about the personal life. So uh, that's where we have to, um, I, I want to refer to an article that I have uh, read today. Uh, and today we are early in May, 2021. Um, and it's about the, the fact that uh, the, 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 the pandemic uh, has um, put, um, put a question mark on the fact that we are uh, that we're supposed to all work uh, necessarily uh, on site and have to travel so i mentioned that uh, a few minutes earlier but i'm going to i'm going to elaborate on that so what does that mean is that the typical week of a uh, management consultant or an it consultant is that on it will start actually on sunday most of the time so on sunday evening you would pack your bags for the next four or the next five days and you will go to the airport you will go to the train station you will go to the or you will take your car basically and you will travel towards your uh, client's office it can happen on sunday night uh, a lot of the time it also happens on monday uh, morning uh, but depending on uh, the travel arrangements that you can do, you might also be uh, traveling on the Sunday afternoon. <laughs> um, and then you are working uh, normal days, if I want to say it, uh, at, your, uh, at your client site. And afterwards, uh, you come back home on Thursday night or Friday night. And then you rinse and repeat for the next week. And usually when you come back on Thursday night, it's not that you have Friday off. You still have to work on Friday, you know, on a normal day. So uh, you rinse and repeat that every week. And that lifestyle, uh, I'm telling you, that is exhausting. I have had that for almost 10 years, and that's very exhausting. Uh, a lot of energy is lost uh, going, into, uh, going into airport, going into train stations, uh, sleeping elsewhere whether it's another short-term apartment or it's a hotel, yes, you can gain, uh, I don't know, miles, uh, rewards, or you become with, a, uh, with an airline, you have a, a certain status, etc. So that's things that you can enjoy within when you have, a, uh, when you have holidays with your family, but uh, still, it's a, lot, it's a lot that you give, uh, it's a lot of time that you give away. Um, but at the same time, it also provides that special, flavor of being a consultant that special uh, team bonding that is happening as well when uh, people from different areas of the world or different areas of a certain country are going somewhere to uh, to work together in a, in a client's office it also brings that uh, that vibe so there are great uh, aspects to that i would advise anyone to to live that actually at least once in their career i believe that it is great uh, but can you do it for decades uh, I, I don't know. I would not do it for decades for sure, uh, but I have done it at least for one decade so far. So let's see uh, how many more decades I can, uh, I can do it. But uh, no, I would not do it for another three decades for sure. Progress. What does progress mean when you're an employee in a consulting firm? Progress can be looked at from two perspectives. One that is a fulfilling perspective because you're working on projects and you're working under a leadership that develops and get the best out of you. So you are very happy with the work that you are doing on the environment in which you're working. 
you are able to create white papers, to write articles, to make presentations, to uh, go to uh, uh, yeah, to, to go to industry uh, industry events and be a keynote speaker, or at least be uh, a, an expert that uh, people recognize in the industry while you're an employee in that uh, consulting firm. All of that is possible. There is a you don't have to be an entrepreneur to uh, to uh, to have that type of opportunities. And I think that is great. The other way uh, we can look at progress is a more material way is your uh, salary rise or at least the, the change in your compensation package. Uh, maybe you will have a bigger uh, bonus percentage, etc. And that's usually due to your uh, rating for the year. And I, I believe I need to. I will need to make another. Um, I will make a separate episode about that, about uh, how uh, how you're uh, appraised in uh, in consulting firms, uh, at least uh, during the years in which I was an employee. I believe I don't think it has fundamentally changed. So uh, that is something that I think I will be able to uh, that I will be able to share and maybe have a maybe have a guest as well on that uh, on that subject because I think it's an important uh, subject because a lot of people are can end up being disappointed <laughs> with the different aspects on which they are rated. But, uh, uh, okay, I uh, close <laughs> that uh, digression. But uh, what, I wanted to, uh, what I wanted to say in terms of progress is, yes, you have the fulfilling part, really the professional enjoyment, uh, professional fulfillment of uh, doing your work, and then the material part, uh, which is the, the change in your compensation package, your salary, your bonus, etc. And what I would do if I um, wanted to uh, uh, to join back a uh, consulting firm, I think I would be looking at consulting firms where there are entrepreneurship opportunities. So uh, what I mean by that is um, maybe a firm that is uh, very well set in some industries, in some geographies, but they need to uh, to build something new, whether it's a new solution that they want to sell, whether it's a new... Uh, a, a new geography, a new industry, a new type of market that they want to approach. I would really love to be part of a of a team, a small team, big team, whatever. But uh, part of a team that is uh, uh, trying to uh, trying to build that and trying to create a new uh, new momentum for for that existing company. And entrepreneurship, I think, it's also an underrated subject. We uh, uh, idolize the the status of being an entrepreneur, but it's uh, yes, being an entrepreneur is creative uh, in itself, uh, but you can also be very, very creative uh, being an employee and being an entrepreneur uh, inside, uh, inside an existing consulting firm. So this is the six aspects in which, the six viewpoints in which I wanted to talk about uh, being an employee in a consulting firm. I am now going to talk about uh, those same six aspects, which are the revenue, the maximum revenue that you can get, the, the level of uh, professional autonomy that you have, the mindset that you need to have, the lifestyle, the personal lifestyle that you can build, uh, what does progress mean, and also uh, what I will do. So I'm going to talk about it from the perspective of being an independent contractor. So what is the revenue cap that you have as an independent contractor? Typically, an independent contractor is working by herself or by himself uh, to uh, provide her or his services. It does not mean that he's completely working by uh, alone on a daily basis, but at least he's working for herself or for himself. 
And the revenue, the, the type of revenue that an independent contractor usually has is usually defined by a rate or by a, uh, a price that to put on your service or productized service. So what is meant by the rate? So you can have a rate that is set for an hour or the rate, a rate that is set for a day. And that, uh, uh, that rate uh, will be agreed upon uh, before you start, to, uh, you start to work and you get paid for it maybe at the end of the month, or it could be within the next, um, the next 30 days after uh, you have completed the work, uh, you get paid for, uh, for what you have done. So your revenue cap is uh, highly related to the rate that you have set. So when we had the, the consulting firm employee, where it was more the compensation package with the salary, that is the highest part for the independent contractor. It's a lot about the, the daily rate or the hourly rate on, on one side. Then on the other side, you have independent contractors that have productized their services. So what it means, uh, productize, what, what does productizing mean? Is that a product, if I want to buy a... Uh, a piece of uh, a piece of chocolate, a pack of chocolate, uh, and I want to buy the Twix. I'm going to talk about chocolates that I like. Uh, I might have to pay uh, $2.5. I don't know, <laughs> $2.5 for four for a chocolate. So that's a price that you put on a product and on services because services. Um, I think services at the, the throughout decades. Uh, it was a lot sold as a unit of time. We said, no, no, no. Actually, there are ser ser some services have a, have a certain certain price, whether it's a, a, a range. It can be a certain range or it's a really a, a, a fixed unit price, but I can productize it. I can say that building, building a website has a certain price. Doing a business um, requirements analysis has a certain price. Um, doing a data migration effort has a certain price or uh, being available for you 20 hours per week, it has a certain price. So you can productize your service. So for uh, as an independent contractor, your revenue will be very much determined by those two things. And I'm talking on a 80-20% perspective. It's not 100%. There are a lot of other ways uh, to make money as, as an independent contractor uh, than, uh, than the two things that I've mentioned, but I'm talking about the most common ones. Autonomy. The level of autonomy is pretty big uh, when you're an independent contractor because uh, I think your level of autonomy is directly related to your personal lifestyle. Meaning, if as an independent contractor, you, you know that you and your household are happy with $100,000 a year and your work, uh, for you, you need three months, four months uh, to get to that uh, level of revenue. You could be working four, mo four months and then you could take eight months off or you take, can take eight months to, to do something else. And 
to me, that's a huge level of autonomy, but that's completely uh, directly related to your personal lifestyle. Most of the contractors that are, let's say, I want to say trapped or have to uh, uh, work like crazy every year uh, is because from a lifestyle perspective, their life has inflated and they need, they absolutely need to find the next gig. Uh, otherwise they get uh, into uh, some, uh, some financial trouble. But those that still live a frugal life and live a normal life, uh, and maybe they don't have, uh, because everybody has a different family situation. Of course, if you have a lot of children, of course, it's different. Or uh, if, you have, uh, if you have to take care of yourself or of other people, of course, it is different. I'm only talking about the, the happy scenario, which is, uh, I think if I am realistic, it's not, <laughs> it's not the most common scenario. Everybody has, a, uh, a lot of people have, uh, have uh, struggles uh, here and there. But what I'm saying is that uh, if you want to, uh, if you're actually living a, a pretty frugal lifestyle, you can uh, also um, not put too much financial pressure on yourself so that you don't necessarily have to work the full year to make the revenue that you, uh, that you need to live. And that is, to me, that's a huge level of autonomy that you have as an independent contractor. Uh, I, can see, I can see a lot of independent contractors, they just cannot spend one month without having a contract. That's great. Um, that's not necessarily the goal that I had when I started. Uh, that was not necessarily the vision that I had when I uh, 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 when I started. Because if you have to absolutely work uh, absolutely every month, and maybe you want to do it for uh, you want to do a home run, you know, you want to do it for ten or fifteen years, so that when you're fifty years old, you can uh, you can retire. I totally understand. Uh, but to me, um, I'm not against working maybe a bit later in life and uh, and just uh, space it out a little bit uh, throughout uh, the different uh, those next decades. The mindset of an independent contractor. That's um, there is not one mindset that is a, that is a good answer here because you decide to put the pressure you want to put on yourself. You can decide to be. Uh, you're in a field that in which there is a lot of demand and you don't necessarily have to be in the uh, absolute top to get contract. That's it. That's life. I, I, I would like, I would love to say that you, you have to be, you have to think about being the best, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but that's not, not necessarily what everybody wants to have. And it's not because you don't want to, uh, to do that, that you cannot have a good life. You can have a good life without trying to be the, the number one in your category. That, that, maybe it's less sexy what I just said, but that's true. <laughs> so um, the mindset, there is not one mindset that is uh, uh, compatible with being a, being a contractor. I think one mindset that is good is uh, having some risk tolerance because you don't have an employment contract. So um, you know that there is less security uh, with regards to that. So you need to have some uh, some risk tolerance that is uh, higher than the common uh, than the common employee, uh, and uh, you. But you 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 don't need to. I mean, you need to be uh, good enough and competitive enough to be uh, uh, to be hired on contract. Uh, but do you have to be absolutely competitive with people around you? 
uh, it depends. I, I believe that you need to you, you you need to have that level of competitiveness that make you uh, good enough to work on a contract. But does that mean that you have to be absolutely better than uh, any, anyone uh, around you? It depends because usually uh, you are a contractor and you are hired for a specialty that nobody else has. So um, when you're on contract, not many people uh, do share the same uh, skills as what you have. So uh, you are usually on your uh, kind of on your island when you're working on a on a on a project uh, i'm talking about for example information technology project but you want to be great at what you do so yes you want to be great at what you do you maybe want to be uh, if i wanted to give a percentage in the top 20% but do you have to be absolutely the number one uh, no it's you're not you're not running the same race as a as a huge uh, consulting firm that needs to win the biggest contract so it's not necessarily that and maybe i will have some people that completely disagree with me, but that's just what I see. Then um, lifestyle, I think I did touch upon it uh, when I was talking about autonomy. So your personal lifestyle, you can really mold it uh, a bit uh, like you want, and it's uh, heavily impacted by uh, the inflation of your lifestyle. If you have a pretty light lifestyle, you can have a very good life. Uh, you, I know some contractors, they, they work and then they take a break and they travel for two, three months, then they come back, they work again, they take another break. So uh, that, that's a good way to uh, enjoy your life while you're still, uh, while you're still young. Uh, others, as I said, they try to do a home run. They want to, to work like crazy up until uh, maybe the retirement age and they have uh, maxed out on their retirement package and a lot of money to, uh, to enjoy when they are in their 50s or 60s. So that's great. And that's also one thing. Uh, but for lifestyle, it is very much uh, very variable. And that's why there is the, this podcast called Consulting Lifestyle. <laughs> uh, that's because the, the independent contractor, at least the solo consultant is the persona that I have uh, had the most interviews with. A uh, few of them had a, um, I have more than 60 interviews. I cannot tell you exactly how many, but I have more than 60 interviews. Some of them are consulting business uh, uh, owners with employees, but the majority are uh, solopreneurs. And what does progress mean? And what is good with uh, progress in terms of uh, being a contractor and being a uh, uh, an employee on both sides, you have that professional fulfillment. Uh, you you can be called upon doing uh, keynote speeches about your expertise, or uh, write a white paper, write a book, write a tutorial. So I have I have written I have a course on uh, on an SAP module. I have a uh, tutorial that is in French on an SAP module as well. For example, uh, having a podcast, maybe you feel a bit more free to to express yourself because you know that you are not necessarily an employee somewhere, and uh, you are not in danger of. Uh, breaching some uh, some rules uh, but it's the, exactly the same for me i cannot uh, uh, i cannot mention uh, client names i have to 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 stay con confidential but i can talk about situations i feel free to talk about situations that maybe an employee doesn't <laughs> because he might be talking about his own his or her own colleagues or uh, own direct clients and they are afraid that it can be uh, perceived negatively um, so progress is uh, very uh, personal, but it's uh, okay. You have the per professional fulfillment, and then you also have the financial uh, progress. That financial progress is very much determined by how well you have negotiated your rates. If you work more on a time per, time for dollars perspective, 
or if you work more on a productized service model, uh, it would be really the price uh, of your product and how many quantities of that product you are able to sell. Uh, but to be able to uh, to, to 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 sell a, a pretty a larger quantities, so uh, quantities of service that don't require your presence, it already means that you have put in place some system in order to make it work. And are you actually solo? Or are you a consulting firm business owner? You start to become in between, which is my uh, which is actually my current situation. You start to be in between because you. Yes, most of the work is done by you. Most of the expertise is done by you, but still you are starting to uh, productize a few things. You're starting to scale uh, because you take uh, into uh, you take the help of some uh, some other people and you start to become into that gray zone where you're in between being a contractor and in between building a firm. So what I will do, uh, that, that answer is that, question is strange for me because that's the situation in which I am right now. And when you're, uh, I think when you're an independent contractor is really, uh, there are like two big directions that you can take. One is I just do the work that I need to do and I don't do anything else. And you can really live your life perfectly like that. Unfortunately, I am not really wired like that. So I'm, I try things. <laughs> so uh, I don't necessarily only do the the work that I'm supposed to do at client, I try other things. And usually those other things are the ones that uh, make you steer into the direction of being a consulting firm business owner because you start to call upon working with other people or you try to build something, a course, uh, something that can be productized and maybe we will need to manage uh, that manage the sales process for that service, manage the customer service meeting, the yeah, the after sales process as well for that service. And then you start to surround yourself with other people, with other people to build the product, but also other people to manage the product. So um, yeah, so there are two types of uh, independent contractors that I want to say. There are the ones that just do the work and uh, are very happy like that. And kudos because that's very, uh, that's the most profitable way to uh, 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 to do it or the ones that are also investing into other things like doing their marketing, uh, creating white papers, um, creating content, um, generating, creating new product that can be, uh, that can be sold. So um, that's the other, uh, the other type of, uh, of independent, um, of independent contractor. Uh, so what I will do, this is what I am doing. I am the, the type of independent contractor that is working on project, but also trying to build other, other things on the side. So that is all for the second uh, situation, meaning uh, after talking about being a con uh, an employee in a consulting firm, being a contractor, an independent solo contractor. The third type uh, of situation is the consulting firm business owner. Being a consulting firm business owner, th that requires a whole new level of thinking. So first of all, in terms of revenue, in terms of revenue, you start to, to have a, a, a combination of, the, of all the other, um, the other type of, um, of situations. So the same 
type of revenue that uh, you have when you're an independent contractor, meaning that you can productize your service, you can sell your uh, uh, rates, so uh, whether it's an hourly rate or a daily rate, uh, you may, uh, as a consulting firm, you may have a, a specific methodology or you may have, uh, if you're an IT firm, you may have a specific uh, uh, application or product that you have built and that you might also uh, you, you might also sell it. So there are different ways to uh, to increase your uh, your revenue and uh, different ways to scale. They don't necessarily always have to be that you have to add a new uh, uh, a new bunch of consultant whenever you find uh, you find new clients. So the revenue cap is pretty much unlimited uh, when you start to build a, a consulting firm. In terms of autonomy, you also have very large uh, autonomy because the firm that you build is the firm that you want to build. You can decide to build a firm where everybody works 30 hours a week. You can decide to build a firm where you expect people to be working six days a week, where you, uh, but okay, you have to be sure that uh, you, are <laughs> you comply with the law, but uh, you, you can have that type of expectation uh, with, your, uh, with your employee. It is the culture that you want to build. So you have total autonomy in terms of the culture that you want to build. It is your firm, you have invested your time, your money, your effort, and your courage into that. Build it the way you want it. And you, of course, are um, incentivized into uh, delivering your message, not necessarily on social media, but at least on your website, so that people and companies understand what you stand for and the type of services and product that they can get by working with people in your, uh, in your company. The mindset that you have, uh, given that I just said that the revenue can be unlimited, I believe that the mindset uh, that you usually have when you build a, when you build a firm is, is um, either the mindset of sky is the limit, so there is absolutely no limit, or uh, it's okay. I want to change. Either I want to just change my life, and I just want to have uh, to build a team uh, around uh, around that, and uh, free up a lot of time for myself and my uh, and my relatives, for example. Or it can be that you absolutely want to change your industry, or you want to change something that is uh, related to uh, to to what you do. So these are the three types of uh, of, of of mindset. So uh, the unlimited mindset. So sky is the limit. The other one is I really want to change what is happening in my industry. And another one is uh, I just want more freedom. I just want to more, more personal freedom. Therefore, I want to uh, divorce my personal work involvement uh, versus the revenue that I am able to get. And I think that is uh, that is a very important uh, important point, and I think that is something that is uh, I think underappreciated. Uh, the fact that uh, over time, uh, when you build a company, you can make yourself kind of irrelevant. You can make yourself not indispensable towards uh, delivering the service that uh, that you provide. The lifestyle, I think it's, uh, I just mentioned it, it can be part of the mindset. You can want to, uh, to have more free time with your, uh, with your family or with your relative because other people are doing the work. But don't forget that those people, they, if you are the CEO or you're uh, really running the company, they expect you to be running the thing. So uh, you, you still have to be present. You still have to be available to, uh, to get things uh, done. You still have to track the activity to make sure that things are progressing. So uh, it's not that you are not uh, doing anything, but you divorce yourself from being the only person that is executing the work. So that's one thing that is important in terms of lifestyle is that things can happen in your company. Uh, clients can be served, 
products can be sold while you're not necessarily the one doing the work. So that helps in terms of, uh, in terms of lifestyle. And that is very important because uh, another aspect is that, uh, do you want to become the second IBM? Do you want to become the, the new Deloitte, the new uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers? Do you want to be that or you just want to be uh, a specific niche uh, boutique consulting firm? Because that can also have a uh, big impact on your lifestyle. Sorry, if you want to become a huge consulting firm, you uh, may need to uh, surround yourself with a board of director, advisors, uh, having a whole consulting firm structure uh, that is getting bigger and bigger. And you actually kind of recreate the situation that uh, you may have had when you were a consulting employee, but this time you become a, a business owner. And that's where you may want to think, to think about, because if it is if it is because you want to create the company, I understand. But if you just want to reach that, whether you have created the company or not, you might be better off just become a, just stay an employee in a consulting firm and try to become a partner because you, you end up recreating the same situation anyway. And the other thing uh, that is related to uh, being a consulting firm business owner, that's the fifth aspect, is what does progress mean? Wow, that progress is completely related to the goal that you have set. So if sky is the limit, you will always have to find progress, whether it is financial progress, uh, territorial progress, or innovation progress, or just a personal fulfillment progress. Uh, or you just want to become a, a reference in your industry. So your progress will be measured as to how close you get to becoming the big reference in your industry or in the service that you provide. The third thing is your, your progress in terms of if your progress, if, sorry, if your goal was to, to, to uh, separate yourself from doing, uh, executing the work and have a, bit, uh, have a bit more free time, that's something that you can also do. That's something that you will be uh, measuring. Basically, you will, progress, uh, you, will you will measure, sorry, the progress that you do towards this lifestyle goal. And what I will do. So I am, as I said, I am in between those two situations of being a, an independent contractor and also a consulting firm business owner. And I believe um, that when you're a consulting firm business owner, what is very important is to have a team uh, from the get-go, meaning you need to have uh, to cover at least the operational aspect, the, the solutions aspect or technology aspect for a technology firm. But if it is uh, just a uh, leadership consulting, having having someone that is a, uh, an eminent person in terms of uh, the leadership that has to be provided, and then having someone that is also responsible for uh, for sales. So uh, for the, the sorry, I would say business development in general. So uh, revenue operations, meaning your marketing, your sales, your customer service. So having that person. So having at least those three people at the start will help you to build a uh, startup, a uh, consulting firm, and then start to build a reputation and, uh, and uh, try to uh, get into a, a new market or get into an existing market. So what I will do, I think it's that, is the importance is to have a strong team at the start, having also a strong cash flow and finances and reserves uh, in order to start in the most optimal way. And from there, uh, you can then deliver properly your message, uh, improve your internal process, but also your client delivery process and try to grow uh, like that. So uh, this is the bit uh, what I wanted to say. So 
in this episode, uh, I think that episode is longer than what I was expecting, but I think that a lot of good information has been provided. That's my humble opinion. If you don't think that, just uh, you can just let me know. <laughs> uh, but if you made it up until uh, up until now, maybe I think you is because you uh, you found a few things uh, a few things interesting. So I was looking at those three situations: being an an employee in a consulting firm, being an, an independent contractor solo or building a consulting firm by being you, by you being the consulting firm owner. And that's three different situations. Uh, there are a lot of similarities. There, are, there is maybe a path from one to the other, uh, to be honest, uh, but you don't necessarily have to uh, um, follow that path. And I took six aspects to, uh, to explain it. So I took what can be your uh, maximal revenue uh, what is the mindset that you need to have? What is the level of professional autonomy that you have? Uh, what is the lifestyle, the, the personal lifestyle goal that you can uh, that you can have? Uh, the other also is um, what uh, progress means. So, what does it mean to progress when you're in those uh, in those situations from a yearly basis, quarterly basis, monthly basis, etc.? And then what I will do, uh, what I will do if I am in one of those uh, situations, knowing that I am in the situation of being an independent contractor, and I'm also, uh, I also, I have also a strong foot into being also a consulting firm business owner. So uh, these are the situations in which I am, and I reveal a bit of uh, what I will do, and I'm very happy to have shared uh, that episode with you, and I see you again uh, next week uh, we will be talking about uh, automation so uh, the automation of your uh, of your business thank you bye bye thank you for listening to the consulting lifestyle podcast leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host Diogène Tirandecura